Welcome to the Pursue of Bliss podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm a self-professed health, spirituality, and mindset junkie. You know that blissful happiness you feel when you're just at peace with yourself, living fully in the present moment? That's the feeling I believe we are all in the pursuit of. And I want to help you get one step closer by up-leveling your health, mindset, and love for yourself. Because that lasting and blissful happiness can only be found and created within. So get ready for all things mindset, holistic health, and spirituality. I hope this serves you. Welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. I know I skipped last week, so I'm really, really happy to be back. I had full intentions of recording a podcast. I had it all planned out. I was excited. I was going to record it on Wednesday, and I woke up feeling extremely sick, and I ended up having a fever and a sore throat and all of the things, and it was just truly 24 hours, and you know, of course, with this happening, I I never, ever, 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 ever force myself to work when I'm not feeling good because I don't ever want to put anything out from the wrong energy because I'm sending my energy out to all of you who are listening and I want to be in integrity with the energy that I'm bringing to the podcast and bringing to my business, bringing to my life, bringing to anything. And so I took the day off, but it was really interesting because just the day before I was sharing on Instagram, on my stories, you might have seen it, I don't know, about how a lot of us are experiencing death and rebirth cycles right now. And the energy, especially last week, was really intense. A lot of people were going through it, feeling lost, making massive decisions, or seeing things in their lives leave or move away. A lot of space is being created right now, you know, for everything that we've all been asking for. If you've asked for that next level in your life right now, Whatever has to die away to make space for whatever is going to be reborn is currently being burned away, currently dying away, currently moving, whether it's energetically, emotionally, physically, it could be a job, it could be a relationship, it could be emotions that are moving through you, it could be anything. A lot of us are experiencing that. And I kept getting these, like, I don't know any other word for it except for visions. I think I've shared this before on the podcast, but the way that I receive a lot of my intuitive downloads and my intuition in general is through visuals. I'm a very visual person and almost all of my intuition comes through me seeing visuals and I kept receiving this visual of a phoenix. Like if you've seen Harry Potter, (laughs) I'm obsessed with Harry Potter, but if you've seen it, there is, or I guess even if you've seen the movies, there's that scene where Dumbledore has a phoenix and the phoenix is literally burning up and dying and Harry Potter freaks out like what's going on? But it's okay because it burns away to be reborn anew. And I kept that, it kept flashing into my mind that memory of that scene of the movie. And I was like, why do I keep thinking of this? I haven't read or watched Harry Potter in so long. And, you know, I believe that nothing is coincidence. Everything that pops up into our mind is there for a reason. And so I've been really leaning into this idea of a phoenix and the death and rebirth and how you know, that burning away can feel painful and can look painful and can even look scary from the outside. 
but it's making space for something even better that we can't yet see. And even when we're in that pain, it can feel so messy and so uncomfortable and so much like a death that we're unable to even picture what good can possibly come of it. But there's always that higher knowing of, yes, the death always leads to the rebirth. Okay, anyway, so the reason I'm sharing this, all this Phoenix stuff that was coming through for me is because, like I said, the very next morning, I wake up after sharing all of this with all of you, and I have a fever. Like, my body is literally physically burning something away, and I always believe that when we have something physical going on with our bodies, it's never just physical. There's always something emotional or on an energetic level, on a spiritual level, our body is always communicating with us. And so when I think of fever, I think of like my body is literally burning something away. Something has to be burned away to make space for the rebirth that I'm stepping into, no matter how big or small the death and rebirth cycle is. And not only was I feeling physically unwell, but I was feeling really emotional that day for no quote unquote logical or apparent reason. And I do believe that I was burning away or transmuting and like allowing some repressed feels to move through me. And I know that I was letting go of some stories and some belief systems around some scenarios in the past that I was finally ready to let go of. And it was literally being burned out of me. And I believe that me having that sickness for 24 hours, that fever, it was like this intense rebirth cycle. It was almost like clearing me out of so much that I've been holding on to. And, you know, I sometimes think that when we move through so much spiritually or energetically or emotionally and our body can't catch up, sometimes our body has to go through a purging process that can feel like us being ill or being sick, but it's really actually a really good thing. And if we can just surrender to it and allow it to be as it is and allow ourselves to feel whatever is coming forward, it can move through us with so much more ease. And I did a lot of journaling that that day, a lot of laying in bed, a lot of watching movies and allowing myself to feel everything I was feeling. And I continued to just thank my body. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you for clearing this out of me. And I remember just closing my eyes and visualizing like this fire moving through me like a phoenix. And I just visualized that and thanked my body and thanked my body and allowed myself to feel everything I was feeling and canceled all of my plans and all of my work for that day. And of course, I wake up the next day and felt completely fine, (laughs) as if I had never been sick. And this is just a small example of what I know a lot of us are experiencing, and I've shared about death and rebirth cycles before. And mine was, you know, that was a small 24-hour one, and you don't always get physically ill when you're going through a death and rebirth cycle. But if you want to be somewhere new that you haven't been, if you're asking for the next level of your life, no matter what that looks like, You have to say goodbye to a part of you to get there, right? Because what we embody is what we attract is what we manifest. And so the version of you now isn't going to attract everything that you're asking for. That's going to require a new version of you. But we have to make space for that new version of us to come through, which means a part of us, whether it be a belief system or an attachment or a, a part of our life or a part of our personality that we've been attached to or identifying with, right? That's a big one. Who you think you are right now is not who you actually are. And the most important piece in manifesting something we've never had is letting go of our attachments to who we think we are and allowing ourselves to actually freely be whatever feels the most inspiring in each and every moment, which can be more difficult than it sounds. 
And so sometimes we have to let go of the idea of who we think we are to become who we're meant to become and who our soul wants us to become in each moment. But that can often feel terrifying and there can be a grieving process because sometimes it means saying goodbye to a part of our lives that used to be a dream for us or that used to feel really, really good or that used to really serve us or saying goodbye to a part of us which feels safe because that's who others see us as. And so I invite you to ask yourself, the next version of my life, the next level of my life, who is the version of me that wants to be embodied through me to get me there? What part of me doesn't feel aligned with that next level of my life that I'm terrified of saying goodbye to? What am I clinging to in my life out of fear of letting it go? Because I fear that it's too good to be true that something better could show up, right? This is a big one. Why would I say goodbye to the job that feels good enough for now? Why would I say goodbye to the, to the relationship that, you know, makes me feel good, makes me feel safe, but isn't amazing? Why would I say goodbye to this part of my identity that I'm clinging to, that everyone loves, even though it doesn't feel fully me, right? Why would I say goodbye to those things that feel good when I don't know if something better is coming to take its place? And this is where surrender comes in. Like I talk about surrender so much, but this is it. This this is the work. This is what it takes. We oftentimes, like it's human for us to want to wait until we feel safe, until we have proof that something better is coming to let go. But that's not how the universe works. That's not how spirit works. That's not how manifestation works. If you wait to feel safe, you wait to feel ready, you wait for the proof, you're going to be waiting a long damn time. And it's not to say that it won't work. But if you want to accelerate the process, you want the quantum leaps that everyone talks about, that means acting now as if you know that what you want is coming, as if you know that the safety will be provided because your safety doesn't come from anything external. It comes from your trust in yourself and your trust in the universe, your trust in God, your trust in spirit, your trust in source, your trust in your guidance system, your trust in your highest self, your trust in your intuition. Even when that trust isn't fully there, like that's a three, two, one, fuck it, jump leap. (laughs) And I call this practicing your fuck it muscle. That's really what it takes. Three, two, one, leap. I've been practicing this for years. And I remember one of my first ever coaches told me, Kristen, you have to practice your fuck it muscle. You have to just three, two, one, leap. That will change your life. And I remember him telling me, you know what? Let's start like this. You take a cold shower every single morning. And this was in winter. And you say three, two, one, fuck it. And you step into the shower. And I remember practicing, practicing that every single morning for a month. And... Just being like, three, two, one, leap. If I can do this, I can do anything. And I did. I continued to do that. Three, two, one, press submit, make the investment. Three, two, one, just say how I feel, even though I don't know that someone's going to say it back to me. Three, two, one, publish that vulnerable piece of content I'm terrified to share. Three, two, one, leap. Three, two, one, leap. Three, two, one, leap. And now I feel like I practice that a lot. And my silks practice, you probably see me on Instagram. I do a lot of training with silks, which is climbing up silks and doing all kinds of drops from really high up. And it's the same thing. I go three, two, one, no fear, fall. Three, two, one, trust. Three, two, one, trust. Three, two, one, trust. Just fall. 
you're going to be okay. And this is like, it's kind of what I call this universal free fall. And it's part of why my life shifts so dramatically all the time. And it's not to say that I don't have fear because I do. And leaping and trusting and surrendering isn't about not having fear. It's just about trusting that as long as the excitement is greater than the fear, and as long as you're in alignment with your devotion to your highest path and your deepest desires and your highest inspiration, you cannot go wrong. I know without a shadow of a doubt that even if I fuck it up somehow, the universe is already working to redirect me to my highest path. I cannot ever make a mistake that is too bad to come back from. And I know that when I'm in alignment with my highest inspiration, my highest excitement, I'm always guided no matter how terrified I feel. For me, safety comes second. I know that the greatest feeling of safety and fulfillment doesn't come when I feel safe enough to make the leap. It comes when I act as if the entire universe is conspiring in my favor and trust that my belief is enough. Like that sense of safety comes on the other side. When no matter how things pan out, whether it goes the way I want it to or or not, when I still feel safe, when I still feel held, when I still feel supported, when I still know that I'm going to be okay, the safety comes on the other side of the leap. It's a paradox as almost everything in manifestation is. And this is why, you know, a lot of people think surrender means detaching. But the more you try to detach and care less about your manifestation, the more you're going to attach and care. Surrender isn't trying to detach. Detachment happens as a result of surrender. Surrender is not manipulating reality anymore. Surrender is not fighting with reality. Surrender is saying, you know what? This isn't what I personally wanted. This isn't what I would have chosen. But I trust that something even better is coming of this. Or surrender might look like, you know what? If I take this leap, wow, this is terrifying. And you know what? Everything could fall apart. I could fail. I really, really could. There could be a lot of pain. But I will still be okay. This feels exciting and inspiring to me right now. And no matter what, I am supported. I am held. I am always on my highest path. No matter what, it's part of a bigger plan. Surrender is kind of, you got to just let it hurt and let it be. And so much of our resistance to acting on our intuition and our resistance to our manifestations is our fear of the pain if we don't get things our way. But manifestation in in my world isn't about manifesting exactly what I think I want. Yes, I set intentions, but I don't always know what's best for me. We never can. And so I'm surrendered to whatever happens. And I know that no matter what pain I feel, it's all going to work out in my favor. My pain is a portal. My pain has a purpose. When I allow it to move through me, it gets to be a cathartic experience that allows me to manifest even more beauty into my life. And we get to live in this state of eternal surrender, which is non-resistance to each moment. And it doesn't mean that each moment is easy, right? Manifesting with ease, I talk a lot about that. It doesn't mean that life is easy. It means that we allow life to move through us with ease, which means we attract and manifest what we desire with more ease. That doesn't mean there's not pain, not challenges, not hardships. It means that when those things show up, we're not in resistance to them anymore. We're in allowance of them. 
We're witnessing them and allowing them and letting the experiences, letting life move through us. This is where the ease comes from. It means we've taken and like broken down the walls. We're allowing everything to move through us now without resistance. This is the ultimate surrender. Continuing to act on intuition and excitement and desire while allowing and not resisting the outcomes and knowing that everything is happening with a higher purpose that we can't yet see. When you live a life in avoidance of pain, you live an unfulfilled life. And you may not even know it because you may have never felt how good life can really feel. But almost all resistance is an unconscious avoidance of pain. And I'll share, I guess, an example from my life of a recent surrender experience because I feel like I've been called into deeper and deeper surrender. Like each month there's something deeper for me to surrender to and then the next month I see how it plays out. You know, the first month in Costa Rica in January was surrendering to the living situation, which I recorded a podcast on, and then it was surrendering to really painful experiences with my ex, and then it was surrendering to not knowing my plan and feeling really lost, and then everything worked itself out beautifully. And I'll speak more about that in a moment, about my plan and and what that's looking like. But the most recent experience I've had is most of you probably know my best friend in the whole world, Halai. You probably see her all over my Instagram. We've traveled the world together. We've lived together for almost seven years. I think maybe there was one year we didn't live together. No, maybe a year and a half broken up between those seven years that we didn't live together. And we are living together here in Costa Rica. We flew to Miami together a few weeks ago to visit our friends, to check up on our apartment, all of that. And then in Miami, I didn't feel physically well. I felt really contracted in my body. All of me was calling me back to Costa Rica. I I can't really explain it in words. It was just like intuitive feeling of I'm not meant to be here. My body was rejecting being in Miami. And she felt the exact opposite. She got there and she suddenly felt expanded in a way that she hadn't felt in Costa Rica. She felt extremely expanded. And, you know, our bodies are always in communication with our souls. It's letting us know where our highest path is. And it was interesting because just before our trip to Miami, I'd been receiving some downloads about partnership. And I know that we're both calling that in at some point in the future. And, you know... We kind of like the running joke with our friends and our friend group is that, you know, we're like a married couple. We are always together. We do everything together. We're, we're soul sisters. Like she's the best friend I've ever had in my life. We do everything together. We don't need to even speak sometimes. Like we just literally telepathically communicate. We finish each other's sentences. We speak in basically gibberish because we have so many inside jokes. And, you know, we just, that's everyone in town knows like we're always it's Kristen and Halai it's not Kristen and it's not Halai it's Kristen and Halai you know if you invite Kristen you invite Halai and I love that about us I love that relationship it's really really special to me but there was a point where we realized like you know we kind of have a partnership coding here you know a part of our dynamic is probably energetically blocking someone else from coming in because we're fulfilling each other's 
needs, you know, obviously not romantic or sexual needs, but each other's partnership needs because we're always together. And that was something that felt really difficult. It was a difficult truth to come to because I didn't want to separate. We've been, you know, by each other's side for so many years. It was almost like separation feels almost like a breakup. Like, how can I do life alone? <laughs> can I really do this by myself? I didn't even want to think about that. And we always kind of decided that we're not going to force anything. Like, I don't like to force anything in my life. If naturally separation happens, like, we're kind of leaving this in God's hands. And little do we know, two weeks later, we go to Miami and my body is saying no and her body is saying yes. And so I flew back to Costa Rica, trusting my body, trusting my intuition. And I felt like a breath of fresh air the second I stepped off the plane. And honestly, being back here the past few weeks, I am the most content and the lightest and happiest I felt in my entire life. You know, life just keeps getting better and better. I feel so good here. And she's having the same experience in Miami. We're both having our completely separate experiences. And it's been so good for me to build so many relationships on my own. And I've created so many new relationships and gone deeper with so many people. And I feel so loved and so welcome and so insanely supported here in a way I I never have before. It's just like this deeper level. And I know she's experiencing the same thing. And obviously, we'll always be best friends. And eventually, we'll live in the same place again. And maybe she'll come back here. Maybe I'll go back there. Who knows when? Could be next week. Could be in a year. Because we're both trusting our intuitions and allowing ourselves to be guided. But I know that we're both making more space right now for partnership whenever it does come through. And I remember the moment that she told me that she decided not to come back to Costa Rica. And it was like this immediate jolt on my chest, like this extreme pain. And I felt like crying and I was like, what's going on? And I knew in that moment that I had an abandonment wound that was coming to the surface. This, why is she abandoning me? She must not love me. And obviously those feelings are valid and I allowed myself to feel them and experience them. But I also knew that this story isn't true. I'm not being abandoned. This is my abandonment wound coming to the surface, telling me I'm unworthy. But this isn't the truth of the scenario. So I let myself feel the feels that I knew was coming from something from years and years and years ago, not from this current scenario. And then I realigned myself with what the actual truth is, which is that following whatever is best for both of us in each moment leads to the highest path for both of us. And so even though it's painful, to know that someone I care about more than anyone in the world and someone who has become a safety net for me is not going to be here with me. Like that's uncomfortable and that's painful. But I'm not going to resist this. Even though if I could choose, I would choose that she would come back here. And I would choose that all of my friends would come back here because in the past few months, quite a few of my best friends have been unexpectedly pulled away. My girlfriends. And it's put me in a space of, discomfort of, wow, can I do this by myself without my squad of girls around me? And the answer is, fuck yes, I can. It gets me even more magical. And I've created really deep relationships and friendships and supportive, especially with the masculine, the masculine in my life and the men in my life. It's opened me up to be extremely supported by the men as soon as they didn't have the safety net of all of my girls around me. And so being able to surrender and say, you know what, I'm not going to fight this. I'm not going to try to convince my friends to come back. I'm going to let them go free. 
I'm going to let them trust their intuition in the same way I'm trusting mine. And yes, it's painful. And yes, there's sadness. And yes, there's grief. But there's also beauty and magic. And in that moment, that moment of surrender of I'm not going to fight reality, I'm going to trust that the right people are going to show up at the right time in my life. And that this is going to play out in a way more magical than I can ever imagine. That was a moment of extreme bliss like I've never felt. It was like I was receiving a hug from God, from source, from the universe. And kind of the same thing happened when I let go of my ex, right? This feeling of, I'm not going to fight with reality. I'm not going to try to manipulate this into us having a second chance. I'm going to let it be as it is. And whatever is meant to be is going to happen with ease. And whatever leaves, I'm going to let it hurt and I'm going to let it be. And I'm going to let it make space for something more beautiful. And it has been playing out in my life. I just got chills. <laughs> it's been playing out in my life in ways that are more magical than I can describe in words. And I actually feel tears coming to my eyes. I could cry right now because it's been so beautiful. And I don't want to undermine what a difficult thing that is to let it hurt and let it be. And to not fight with reality and to not manipulate it and to not try to to mold reality into what you think it should be, into what you think would make you feel the best. Because I can tell you, what you think would make you feel the best almost always isn't actually what would make you feel the best. We have surface level desires and that's like the surface level form of manifestation, trying to manifest what you think is best for you. But when you let go of what you think is best and stop fighting with God, stop fighting with the universe, stop fighting with life, like you let things actually flow to you without the resistance, like you still set intentions and you still get to claim what you're worthy of, of course. But sometimes we claim what we think we're worthy of, but then we fight with reality when when spirit tries to bring us exactly what we are worthy of because we don't realize that what we worthy of, what we're actually worthy of is so much more than what we imagine we can have. And it's kind of like this next level of, you know, we think that our actual desires are too good to be true. Or we think that life can't possibly get better than this. Or we think that my vision for my life is the best one. And if that doesn't happen, I can't have a good life. <laughs> all of these beliefs block us from manifesting the most magical life that we all really desire. But the truth is that in every moment, your life is trying to guide you onto the highest possible path. But if you're in resistance to your own life, you're also in resistance to everything you've ever asked for because sometimes everything you've ever asked for, it's going to come in a way that isn't what you expected. And it's not always, you know, smooth sailing. It almost never is, right? That's not what ease means. Ease doesn't mean smooth sailing. Ease just means an eternal surrender in each moment to what is. Because when you're no longer fighting what is, you allow what is meant to be to show up with ease. You allow miracles. You allow life to surprise you. And speaking of desires that feel too good to be true and fully owning and claiming them, this is something that I've been really realizing in my life is where my deeper desires are and where I've been kind of repressing them out of fear that they're too good to be true and truly believing I couldn't have them. And part of that is realizing that this is my home. You know, this little town I live in in Costa Rica is the only place in the world. I shouldn't say the only place, right? But it feels like the most like a home to me right now. This is where my people are. This is where I feel the best physically, energetically. This is my place. And I think I've spent the last five years of my life trying to make a home elsewhere. I've moved around a lot. I've, and I'm so grateful I had the experience that I've experienced city life. I've experienced suburb life. I've experienced 
you know, life out in the middle of nowhere. I've lived all over the place and I'm grateful for all of those experiences. My soul craved all of it. But right now, this is what I deeply desire. And I realized I was holding on to this belief that it's too good to be true to stay in Costa Rica, right? Like when I'm here, everyone always says, this isn't real life. A lot of people just come here for vacation and people even tell me that, like you're just living an extended vacation. Like this isn't real life. But I really got that in my head that this can't be real life. This can't last. This can't last. It's too good to be true. It just can't last. And I really caught myself in that recently. Like, wait a second, Kristen, this can last just because for other people, this can, is not a reality. This isn't quote unquote real life. This can be your real life. It's not too good to be true. It can be this good. And you are deserving of staying where you feel the best. And I believe that our souls are all craving something different. Our souls all feel the best in different kinds of environments. And I believe that that place will call you. And so I kind of made a decision for who knows how long that this is going to be, this is, this is my home. And I'm really focusing on learning Spanish right now. I'm really focusing on feeling like it, it feels so good to be a little bit more settled to, I brought a lot of stuff back here from Miami and I don't believe that I'll be here forever or that I'll stay here for the entire year. I do believe that I'll still do months of travel or going back to the States or going back to Miami, but Instead of making the States my home base and traveling, for now, this will be my home base to travel out of. And whether that lasts for a week or 10 years, I don't know, but right now it feels good. And I know that my desires are always changing. But right now, this is what feels good. And I was so happy to buy my car here and to have this beautiful home. And, you know, it's interesting because the same week, that not only did Halai leave, but I also made the decision that, you know what, this is my place. I don't care if all of my friends leave, this is my place and it will, it will still be my place without them. I had three people in one week unprompted out of nowhere. Just tell me, you know what, Kristen, I just, I just really want you to know that you're so welcome here in this town, that we all welcome you here and we're happy to have you here. Right, like local people and I had someone else tell me, you know what, Kristen, like, I know that you might feel uncomfortable. Like a lot of your friends are leaving, but I'm going to take care of you. You're always welcome here no matter what. And I was just blown away. Like I've just been receiving and receiving and receiving everything that I need. Like I know I shared that people are, have been making me dinners and reaching out to me and I'm receiving gifts and all this stuff, but also support and just love and the words of affirmation that I need to feel safe. And I've just been in this receptive mode in the past month or two. It's been so incredible. And a big part of receiving is giving, I've realized. I've been more giving than I ever have been in my life. It's been kind of an intention of mine, just be more giving, more generous, more open. And, you know, giving is receiving. If you're afraid to let go out of fear of not receiving back, you won't receive back. And I don't just mean money. Like, yes, money. If you're afraid to let go of money, right, you're in a space of not trusting money. You're in a space of not trusting the masculine. Money is the masculine. You can't receive what you don't trust. But same thing with love. Same thing with compliments. Same thing with words of affirmation. So often we're afraid of giving away our love or or giving away compliments or saying how we truly feel or whatever it might be you're afraid of giving for fear of not receiving back or fear of looking a certain way. But all we're doing is putting up walls that block us from receiving what we deeply desire. Let it all go. Share all of it. 
Giving and receiving, and I'm not saying that you should give because you want to receive, but giving is the highest form of abundance. I don't think there's any higher feeling in the world than giving with no intention of receiving back, simply out of love. And seriously, I've been having so many magical moments. Like not only is my bank account growing in a way it hasn't grown in years, but that's like the least of my excitement. I don't even really care to check my bank account anymore because it's like my life is so full in so many other ways and I'm receiving and receiving and receiving and it's, it's, ugh, there are no words. And there, there's been so many magical moments. Like I'll share one that happened last week. I was on the beach after sunset. And I was there with my friends and we we're kind of looking at the stars and someone was playing music and we're like dancing under the stars and it was so beautiful. And I was like, you know what? I could really go for a cold beer right now. That would just like really make this experience perfect. I was really craving like an ice cold beer. And no joke, 20 seconds later, this man comes up to me and I knew him from the year before. I hadn't seen him in a year. And he says, Kristen, he's holding two beers. He's like, I want to invite you to this beer. I want you to have this beer with me. And I was like, that's so nice of you. Why? Like, what did I do to deserve this? And he was like, I don't know if you remember, but a year ago, I asked you to borrow, I think it was like $7. It was $5 mil in Costa Rican money, which maybe is 7 or $8 in US dollars. And he was like, I asked you out of nowhere to borrow that money and you gave it to me without thinking. And he said, it might not have meant a lot to you, but you have no idea the place I was in at that time. And he was like, you have no idea how much that meant to me. Like you saved me. Thank you. And at that time, like, I think he was really struggling. He might've even been homeless at time and at that time. And he's doing so much better. And I remember in that moment when he asked me for money, my friends actually told me not to give it to him because they said, Kristen, he's never going to pay you back. But I gave it to him anyway. And he actually ended up paying me back that money a few months later. And it just goes to show that when you're generous and you let go of assumptions around what someone's going to do, when it feels good to give, it always comes back around. And I truly believe that, you know, sometimes, yeah, we give and that person doesn't use the money for good. But I believe that if for every 10 people, if just five of them, that experience changes their lives, it's worth it. And I do believe that when I give, from an intention of love, no matter what happens, that money is going to do more good than bad in the world. And that was just such a, such a full circle moment. Like I'd forgotten about that moment, but that moment of what is $7 to me that changed someone's life. And, oh, I just got chills. So let that be an invitation to give, to let go of your assumptions, let go of your judgments and just give generously because you never know how something so small can create huge ripple effects in the world. And giving is receiving and receiving is giving. It's all one and the same. You cannot have one without the other. Where are you afraid to give? Where are you afraid to let go of money, of love, of anything? You cannot receive what you desire if you're not willing to let go first. Letting go is the first step in all of manifestation. And even, I talked about this a bit on my story as well, because someone asked the question of being afraid to invest. Being afraid to let go of money, being afraid to invest, isn't usually about a fear of investing. 
It's really about a fear of being able to trust yourself. But you don't learn to trust yourself by waiting until you feel like you trust yourself. You learn to trust yourself by taking the leap and then seeing how worthy you were of that leap and watching as it pays off over time. That's how you learn to trust yourself. So I think that's all I have to share with you today. I hope this episode encourages you to give more, to give unapologetically, and to just be in the vibration of love and giving and receiving, and to be available and more open to receiving and expect it. Do you expect people to support you or do you expect them to leave you hanging? Do you expect people to show up for you and love on you and be there for you? Like, what are you actually expecting? How do you expect the world to show up for you? Because that's setting a glass ceiling. No one can usually outperform your own subconscious expectations. I love you. Thank you for listening to the end. I truly appreciate it more than you know. You all make this podcast worth it for me. You touch my heart every single time you share your takeaways and you let me know how much my episodes mean to you. It truly blows me away. I am so deeply grateful to each and every one of you who is listening to my voice right now. And it means a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot to me when you leave honest reviews on iTunes. It it means a lot. It really helps me get the podcast out to more people. It really helps me to grow and it just touches me. It touches my heart. So thank you for those of you who do leave reviews. And if you feel inspired, it it means the world to me when you do. And I love when you all share on Instagram, repost, or share on your stories and tag me so I can repost. And if you feel inspired to work with me, I have one one one-on-one container open right now. If you feel called to work with me in a high-level one-on-one container where we are going to go deep. Uh, My mastermind will be enrolling um, maybe in about six to eight weeks for the next round, which start in about two months, maybe more. So the waitlist for that is in the show notes. The link to apply to one-on-one work with me is is in the show notes. And if you want a self-paced course, if you're newer to manifestation or the podcast, my self-paced manifestation course, BAA, might be for you. The link to apply to that is also in the show notes. I love you so much. See you next week. Sending you all the love and abundance from Costa Rica.